Hello everyone and welcome back to another fine, fine episode of the Boot and Hearth podcast. Uh, my name is Grayson and I gotta tell you, I am ecstatic to talk here. Not only did Liverpool pop off, but uh, Tottenham, Tottenham, the 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 fan favorite of a, of a certain co-host, Ted Shearer. Ted Shearer, hello. What's up? Happy to be uh, here. Yeah, they they uh they uh they are capitulating. I think they I think they are closer to relegation right now uh than than uh than top four. And uh Yeah, so like uh, the numbers might disagree with you a little on that one. Uh, uh who cares about the numbers? Who cares about the numbers? We don't we don't need to get into it, but I think you're wrong. I think, I think wrong. <laughs> Conte is Conte is gonna tank you guys just so we can get the early payday. He literally could not think of anything worse than finishing out the season. I think he uh, got gall gallbladder surgery just so he could go back to Italy. Dude, I, I was watching. I was watching the pre match. I was watching the pre match, and Conte walks out of the tunnel, and like everyone's cheering his name. All these Tottenham fans are like cheering his name and everything. And this guy could not have given two shits. He was like, "It's cold. I don't want to be Raining. here. Let me go back to Bergamo. Like this is awful." It was just so funny. He didn't even wave to them. He didn't acknowledge their existence. He was just like. I need to get out of here. Um, I think maybe maybe he was pissed because he lost in the the F one carding uh, at the end of the end of the um, before the match. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, Stellini probably beat him at like the last lap. Yeah, Stellini the goat confirmed. Um, yeah. But uh, podcast here to talk uh, Premier League uh, amongst people who know absolutely nothing, and we're gonna have some hot takes. So uh, enjoy us for the ride. Um, I would like to propose a toast to uh, Davinson, Davison Sanchez. I think that's how you pronounce his name. The secret weapon of Conte, apparently, getting subbed on in the 83rd minute for Dayon The game changer, The game changer. <laughs> uh, that apparently he's a secret weapon because obviously having Kulisevsky on, on the field uh, – does does nothing in the in the last ten minutes of a game that you're trying to get a goal in. Uh, Shame on you at, for not knowing he's second only to Harry Kane on our team. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, well, because apparently, uh, according to inside sources, uh, Dylan Bailey, uh, Conte has a big big problem with uh, um, Richarlison, and and the people want to know what's up with that. Yeah, that came out just recently. I, I literally saw that headline as I was getting on to do this pod. Um, honestly, I I don't blame Richarlison for being upset. He really hasn't get it, gotten any consistent game time, and we spent sixty million on him. So and I and Everton are really screwed right now without him. So he yeah. left to ride Pine, which oh my god, you're gonna ride like. Who could have predicted he was going to ride Pine behind Youngman's son and 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 Harry Kane? It would Kane. be one thing. Like, I think he really needs to play. He really needs to play centrally. I just think. I mean, look at Brazil when he played for Brazil. He he tore it up in the central position. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he can play the wings as effectively, and I I just don't think he's going to take time away from Kane because Kane is integral and also just hates being benched. So. Even if yeah. Conte wanted to rotate him, I don't know if that's even a possibility. Um. Yeah. Well, I hope he. I hope he. Uh, I hope he rots away on the bench. Um. That's my favorite part. He'll get his time. He'll that's get his. When, when, no, Kane, no. 
when Kane goes to Man U or Bayern this this offseason, he'll he'll you know he'll be our next talisman. Kane at Bayern. Shout out to Bayern for taking down PSG, man. You love to see these state run clubs just get rocked like that. <laughs> I watched I watched that game over the Tottenham one because I knew the Tottenham one was gonna be a sh- fucking boring ass game. Um and PSG looks so fucking bad. And it's like you can have all the money in the world and it's not gonna do you any good because like PSG are just they're dog shit. I mean it's just so funny. Um all right, that's absolutely enough Tottenham talk, at least for now. At least for now. I get to roast you a bit later. Uh but we'll keep it for there. Because I don't know I don't know if you heard. Um I don't know if you heard, but uh Liverpool had a bit of a victory this weekend. Those are ringing um, bells. Uh, a little, a slight, a, a small, small problem of a seven nothing over Man United at Anfield. Genuinely, one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, who it was against, the the league positions of either of them. It was so amazing to watch both Gakpo and Nunez both getting two goals. Salah got got two. Now he's the top scorer for the Premier League for for Liverpool. Uh, overtakes Robbie Fowler. And Roberto Firmino, the homie, the the, the OG, um, gets a gets a goal uh, before he heads out in the summer. And so, before we get rolling um, and digging into this uh, a bit more, um, I want an apology. I'm not apologizing. I want, I want, I want an apology. I don't think you're entitled want, to an apology want, yet. You're not entitled to an apology. Yet. I want an apology on the Nunez slander and libel that this off, man that goal, has received. I'm talking. I'm talking. He has received libel and slander, and I, frankly, I'm not here for it. He has 14 goals and four assists in 1,900 minutes. He is popping off. That's a goal involvement every 105 minutes. He had two goals in this game. Both were great headers. Apologize. I'm not apologizing. You're a bastard. For, for what the majority Absolute of the internet believes bastard. to be true. Okay? Yeah, right, the ma- goal, majority of the internet doesn't watch him, the dude. The first goal he scored was the header, right? The header? Was yeah. That the first one? I yeah. mean, both dude, of he couldn't have missed that one. If he'd missed that one, the internet would have exploded. He'd have been benched. Oh, dude, Harry Kane misses that every day of the week. What do you mean? No chance he misses that. Okay, I'm just. I'm saying, sorry, Harry I'm Kane doesn't saying, even get in that position. Harry Kane doesn't Harry even get in that Kane position. Harry Kane makes makes nah. makes the highest quality of goals, and 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 people still call him a tap in merchant. All right, I'm gonna do the exact same thing to Nunez right do you, now. Do you wanna, that's exactly what that was. Do you want to talk about the second Nunez goal? Did you see that one, or are you just too busy looking at uh, Twitter meme pages and looking at like his one Instagram miss from, like, meme five, pages? Instagram from, like, five meme days pages. Ago. Get it right. Get your facts oh, straight. God, I'm tilted. I I don't know why I opened up with this. I'm so fucking tilted now. Oh, You're not God. getting an apology out of I me mean, until I, he he does something remarkable. Dude, I he I think he might. Does he have more goals than Harry Kane right now? I was going to come on here and argue that I think Gakpo is better than Nunez. Uh, That is false, but Gakpo is also really good. Um, At least admit he's better than you expected him to be. I I still think he was good. I always thought he was going to be good. He struggled at the start. I still hold true in my hot take that in the long term, Gakpo 
Nunez and Diaz is going to be a tough thing to juggle as time goes on because they all play either on the middle or the left side. One of them might have to learn to play on the right. Well, we're not talking logistics here. We're not talking logistics here. We're talking quality. Um, oh, man. All right, you're lucky. You're lucky. He does have less goals than Harry Kane. Uh, but Harry no. Kane's having a great season. Yeah, if only Tottenham could also have a good season. Um, yeah, all right. That way. The, the, there are a lot of stats that came from this game. There's a lot of them. And they're all beautiful and should be enshrined and put in a museum right smack dab in the middle of Old Trafford. Uh, but my favorite one is that Mo Salah now has more yellow cards for taking his shirt off in a Man United game than Man United have goals. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure just at Anfield, but as, as he has more yellow cards than Man U have goals at Anfield since 2016. That is fucking insane that is i'm checking checking my watch right now that's seven years i mean that's crazy that's seven fixtures and he has more yellow cards for for um for taking off his shirt i love it dude inject that shit in my keep fucking the shirt face. on man save the cards <laughs> keep the shirt no dude he yeah. doesn't get carded that much he just gets fouled into oblivion and it's not called no Take the shirt off, dude. The Egyptian king. You just can't handle it. Dude, if Harry Kane takes it off, it shows a beer gut. I mean, that's that's why Harry Kane doesn't do it. Unbelievable. Nah, Harry oh, Kane man. does the same fucking celebration every time. Oh my god. Um I want to I want to I want to transition here a little bit. Uh not from this game. Uh I'm going to beat this game into the fucking ground because I Oh, that 7 nothing was amazing. Um Bruno Fernandez is such a little bitch. Yeah, he's an asshole. Oh my god, he's such a There was a moment, I'm pretty sure it was Allison picking up the ball. No, 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 no. It was it was one of the center backs running out from the back and they like brush him with his hand with their hand. Like literally it could have been seen as like sensual if anything. And <laughs> A gentle caress. Yeah, gentle <laughs> caress. And this man lost his eye. I mean, like, like you would have thought that he was going into cardiac arrest. Doesn't get the call. Fast forward to the 80th minute. He's, like, arguing with the ref. The ref, like, puts his hand on him just to, like, usher him back onto the field. And he shoves the ref. You can't do that, dude. You can't shove the ref. I, I don't care how light of a – like, it, it – I don't care who you are. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's not getting punished, but I mean, Manu is the largest fan base in the Premier League. It's setting a bad precedent, um, and he needs to be punished for that. Yeah, I mean, past two weeks we've had a punch thrown, no red card, and mm -hmm. we've had a ref shoved, no red card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's letting the boys play, but I mean, let's let's keep it on the lines. I'm mainly upset, honestly, that Nunez got three game suspension. For like nudging uh Joachim Anderson with his head. I mean it could have been seen as like mm. and he got three games for that. And now you punches being thrown. You've got like leads like literally fucking throwing people over like the 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 advertising hoardings and games. 
Nothing, dude. It's it's Uruguayan. It's Uruguayan bias, honestly. <laughs> they just hate people who drink yerba mate. It's fucking insane. Um, it's all become clear now. It's all become clear now. Um, I see it wide open. I am expecting the PGMOL to send, um, <laughs> to send uh, agents after me. Uh, if I end up in Guantanamo Bay. I was trying to think of a trying to think of a refereeing. Oh, don't worry, man. I'll take over the pot. I'll make sure it keeps going. God forbid. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Dylan, 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 you're next of kin. If uh, if I if I end up leaving, um, you you can take over the pod. Um, last thing on this uh, after the game after the game. Um, Ten Hag is known for his uh, being a strict disciplinarian, and he he went he went a bit out of the box with this one. After calling his players um, unprofessional and multiple times in the post game interview, and 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 being very upset with them, he sat all of the players down and made them watch the goals from the game and listen to the this. goal celebrations. I fucking love this. I'm I'm so about this. Apparently, if they spoke up or like did anything. They were getting demoted to the to the U twenty ones. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I love. It. I just I I wish it was still Mourinho. Honestly, I wish it was still Mourinho in, in charge of Man U <laughs> for this seven nothing because holy shit, the the meltdown would have been amazing. He would have been throwing punches on the sideline with his team, with his with his players. <laughs> I, people are talking about Bruno Fernandez asking to get called off. If that game it, it it was it was I think it was five nothing seventy five minutes in. Jose, Jose Mourinho is getting a red card, guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> oh my god, he's like, no, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm I I'm I'm going I'm, I'm going out. home. <laughs> I'm beating the traffic. Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> And you know what? I wouldn't blame them. Um, but with all of that said and done, uh, with the beauty that was that game, I will forever have that stored in my fat folder. Um, it's it's material for me for the rest of the time. Is that going to go right next to the Real Madrid loss? Or is that like a separate uh, final? Oh, cabinet? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about Champions League? Do you want to I'm get into saying, that? Man. Do you want to get saying, into Champions man. League? Because we can do it. We we lost we lost one zero. You lost. What was the aggregate at the end of that? When was the last time we won the Champions League? I believe it was oh. uh, 17, 18? Who do we beat? Man, I don't even have the table pulled up, but I know y'all are below us. Uh, by, well, yeah, you're getting right it. Us. I know, getting I into know, the next one. You're you're correct. We we have. In the table right now, we have Tottenham holding on to fourth by the skin of their fucking teeth. Holding on? Shut the uh, fuck up. Secured by, fourth. Locked with 40, 45 fourth. points, 26 games played, 45 points. Liverpool, 25 games at 42 points, so a game in hand. Um, Newcastle with 24 games played at 41 points. And I would say that's probably it. You have Brighton with 23 games played at 38. Uh, so if they won both of their games in hand, they would be even at 45. But I would say this is a three-man three, three, three man race between Tottenham, Liverpool, and Newcastle. Um, 
How confident are you that you'll finish in fourth? I am confident that we will at least hold on to fourth, I think. I think I'm fairly. You sound so saying, confident. You sound yeah, I, yeah. You, here's the thing. I am here's the thing. Here's confident. The thing. Here's the thing. We have literally nothing else to play for at this point. Okay, there's no trophies on the table anymore. Champions League is out of the question. We, it's just like, if there's nothing else we can rally behind, it's it's fourth place. So, and we're gonna we did it last season. We'll do it again. That's that's what I'm thinking. You did it last year because Arsenal had the bottle job of the century. Nah, nah, nah. I nah, disagree nah, with nah. that. We were nah, playing the nah, best. Nah. We were playing the best football under Conte we'd ever played at the end of that season. We were crushing it. Unless unless Conte has like a five million dollar bonus that says you get us into Champions League, we'll pay this out. There is no shot you guys are making the fourth. No I think chance. you're so wrong. No chance, dude. Conte is looking for the quickest way out of North London as possible. That man has his flight booked. He's got it circled on the calendar, and he's crossing out the days when he wakes up. I mean, he wants to get out as quickly as possible. That is going to shed off on the team. He doesn't give a shit. He's phoning it in for the rest of the year. And you're not you're not holding on to it. We guarantee. I look, I've already resigned to the fact that he's not gonna be here next year. So you're hammering you're 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 beating a dead horse. I'm honestly. not I'm not I, I'm not he's sitting here trying to have an argument over whether or not he's gonna be here next season. I You're arguing, arguing whether we think we're gonna get fourth or not. And no, I do I, I'm I'm stating that because he, I think he's gonna phone it in. Because there are some people in this world that when you know you're leaving a job. You phone it in for the rest of the time there. And then there's some people who say, I'm here for X amount of days. I'm going to do the job that's enlisted in me. Conte is not that second person. So I, 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 I admire your, uh, your will to live on this, and I admire your copium. It, I will die on this I think it's coming from the same vein of, oh, we're one b- wing back away. We're one <laughs> wing back away. I think Pedro Porro is... looks great, man. Pedro Porro looks great. <laughs> Besides, he he looks better now. I mean, he he's, you know, the the start was uh, it was such a such a low bar that talk uh, to me talk to me after we beat Nottingham Forest this weekend. Uh, there's then... no shot. I, I feel I'm so confident in Forrest. It's ridiculous. No, no. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll save it for the pickup, I guess. All right, all right, all right. But um, I personally, I feel confident in us, obviously. Um, I feel confident in Liverpool. I think they're going to be able to do it. How do you feel about Newcastle getting either fourth or fifth? I think Newcastle are fading. I don't think they can score uh, yeah. until they show me otherwise. I think they're just going to kind of either settle for draws or just kind of slump down the table. In the in the last like in the last like fourteen games or something, they've had two games with more than two goals. I'm pretty sure. Or, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't I know what happened. I yeah I well because Miguel Almiron, I think they were relying off of individual brilliance uh, for the beginning of the Bruno Gimarish, Miguel Almiron. Gimarish has been injured for a while too. 
Miggy Almiron has not consistently had what he had at the beginning of the season. And, and then what? Callum Wilson? Joe Willick? Yeah, Joe Willick. Has, I, I don't know. I, I just think teams were not expecting the soundness of how Newcastle were going to be set up. And so they caught him off guard a lot of a lot of teams at the beginning. And I just think they overperformed. I mean, they, they just... They were finishing chances, but now they're not really getting any chances. They're they're not able to ride this wave as much. I don't think Eddie Howe. I mean, Eddie Howe's never really been in a situation like this, so I mean, he doesn't really necessarily know how to manage it. I that's not to say that I don't think he can. I mean, I th- I think Newcastle are, are scary for for the foreseeable future for the next couple of years, but yeah, I I, well, I see we'll the... see about that. There might be some some turmoil. We'll talk about it later, I guess. But yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Complications um, there. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll dig into that one. Um, okay, so we're agreed. Liverpool is going to take the fourth spot. I think it's between Liverpool and Spurs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll see if Tottenham can. I I, look, I, I respect I your faith. I, I respect I, your I faith. understand. I understand your your hype now after this seven zero win over Man U. But like y'all are just as as inconsistent as we are, and you've said it yourself. Y'all y'all can get up for the big games like we can, man. We we don't lose to Man City, but we're always gonna have these blips, and Dude. this season especially, man. I mean, y'all y'all were down how far in the table at one point? Uh, we were. I think we we're in tenth. I think uh, maybe we never. Maybe we never hit tenth. I think we were. We were the. I respect your optimism, especially after that game. But man, I I've been where you are. I've Dude. been exactly where you are, and I know how hard that fall is. He, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ted. There's a slight difference between our scenarios. Your fucking Spurs were Liverpool. We're gonna dig this. You. Up. We're gonna you were unbelievable. We're gonna you out. were doom dude. and gloom Easy. like two weeks ago. Easy. I don't know oh, what you're talking about. There's no, there's no proof. There's no audio oh, proof whatsoever. I have all of the recordings nah, that I can nah, go nah, back nah, to. Nah. Yeah, you think you're on the only I, one? We're moving on. We, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, so we're just looking at the four spot. We're looking at the four spot in the table. I want to move up a, a bit higher in the table. Let's start talking about um, the title race. Do you think Arsenal have this locked up? No. No. I think they can. I think they can still choke it to City. Do you? How do you feel more confident in them getting it and 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 finishing out as the champions, or do you have more confidence in them choking it? Like where where do you sit on this? Or are you purely 50-50? If I had to pick, I think. God, it's so tough, man, because every time I watch them, and it's not that often because I, I hate watching them. Yeah, agreed. Because they're so good, man. They're so good. All right, I'm going to go on record here. Attacking Ars- soccer, Arsenal, that, Arsenal's good, and they're fun to watch. Clip it, clip it. People in the chat, <laughs> clip that. Arsenal's fun, whatever. But um, I want that I, on a I soundboard. Mean, I'm just going to play that through. Arsenal's through the, fun, Arsenal's yeah, fun, Arsenal's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I don't know, man. I I've seen them choke before and they are still a young team. So, I could see it happening. But that being said, I think like when they choke to get you fourth. Yeah. I still think there's I'm going to go and say it. I think there's there's more of a chance that they choke this than than they Interesting. Win. Okay. 
Okay. I respect it. So you think because they're a young team, Arteta's never really dealt with a title push like this. He's a he's a personality, you know. Yeah. So you think they choke it? I think they choke it. And then I'll even I'll even like just to extend that prediction a little bit. I think they go in next season. They finish second. They go into next mm-hmm. season uh more determined than ever. They haven't really lost mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. The 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 general vibe is very positive. I think they go into that next season, and I think they severely underperform. Interesting. I think they severely underperform because the expectations are so high, and then also you add in the extra games that come with qualifying for Champions League and other competitions, and I think they just can't cope with all that. That's my that's my long term prediction. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, I I I I completely see it. I mean, I think. Arteta has not established enough goodwill to to us just say this is completely locked up. I will say I feel very strong similarities with Liverpool's title winning season and what Arsenal is doing right now. Specifically at the end of that Bournemouth game. I turned it on at the end. I... I Turned it on at the very end, and I saw Reese Nelson bang in that half volley. I was like, "There's no way they're losing it now." I there's I I just it, it's when you have the will to pull out just insane, just back wins like that. I you have Jorginho. They've done it twice now, right? Yeah, because well, they did it to Villa too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not sustainable, and they can't keep doing this. And they need to figure out a way to to. They need to re-figure out a way to continue hold or like to to control a game like they had at the beginning of the season, but their their will to live and their their fight right now is just on another level, and they're they're pulling out just bangers right now, and it's at the perfect time to do it because I mean we're at the we're at the business end of the season, so I mean and Jesus coming back is going to be a nice boost. Oh I mean, I guess God. it might even like do you even. I mean, I guess you do. You throw them back in. Oh, 100%. But like, are you worried about? Are you worried about maybe throwing off chemistry at all in that? No, in that no. I mean, I mean, Jesus when he was before he went off was so fucking good for that team. I mean, Eddie and Kedia has come in and done a great job, um, and he's and he's pulled out goals left and right. But like we're talking about, I mean, they they haven't been able to control games as well as they did at the beginning of the season. X factor right there is Jesus. That partnership between him and Martinelli, and then you've got Saka just tearing it up on the right side. Uh, forget about it, dude. I, 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 I just the fact when Jesus went out injured, they were five points up on City. Jesus is now coming back; they're five points up on City. I think he comes back in and he he continues to shred it up for them, and and. I I feel pretty confident that they pull out pull out the result here. So I got a question because yeah. I mean this 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 whole Arsenal chat we've been having has got me thinking, and, mm-hmm. and I know it's it's a relatively young team, like I said. Um, do you see this as like the start of a like a new Arsenal era, a new Arsenal dynasty? Do you see I this lasting? Not, dude. I hope not. I you and me both, brother. But like, <laughs> but like, but like it. It kind of feels like a Kansas City Chiefs esque ascension through the ranks in terms of just I and I know and I know it's you know you can't draw that parallel there but 
but like that's what it feels like I, young I stars really good young core and i just and good I personalities help. too like good, it's not, good management i just can't help but like, feel like they've got all the pieces to succeed long term you see the interviews with like i i mean bakai saka is just a boy scout i mean that dude is just he is just so like nice and he, he's he's humble uh, for being yep. so young i mean same thing with odegaard odegaard has he's great they're all really young i i could absolutely see them uh, getting thrown into the mix for, depending on how the Liverpool rebuild happens. I mean, I I totally I like I could totally see see them see them hopping into this and maybe surpassing surpassing City and, and Liverpool. I mean that like I think it's going to be a massive question in the second half of this to see uh, like next season to see if they can repeat this because I mean. We've seen Mikel Arteta's Arsenal before, not been super impressed with it. He hasn't done the, that bad, great of a job. They came out of the gates flying this year. So, I mean, next year I think tells – tells. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's too soon to call. I Maybe think all one the more pieces, season. We need one more one season. One more season. Yeah, I would say so, all, all the pieces are there for it. My follow-up question, and th- this is the last – thing i have to ask about mm-hmm. about arsenal on this one and then we can move on but I, I thought about this on my drive home today i was like okay so arsenal obviously you know they are they're owned by um who are they owned by is it american arsenal it's not stan Kroenke. he owns he owns the rams uh does, does arsenal now become the blueprint for how to build a team without unlimited resources and compete with the big the big clubs that have said said resources i i think it is such a gamble what arsenal have done honestly i mean the fact that they have just so consistently hit on all of these young talents Mm -hmm. having saka come through the academy i mean Odegaard having a second win. I mean, he was he was Gabriel Struggling. Martinelli. I mean, I mean, like I, I think it would be a may. I think a, a lot of teams wish they could do what Arsenal have done, but I mean, it's just so many young talents. There's so many uncontrollables with that that in an ideal world, every every team would do this, but. So you don't think it's it's it was a formulaic kind of process? You think this was? I think like it was a formulaic process. I, I think I, yeah, I think it was a formulaic process. But I mean, the fact that it's like William Saliba was on loan in France for like three years. I'm pretty sure, and he comes back and he's just immediately one of the best center backs in the Premier there are things happening at Arsenal that are just not repeatable. I mean, it, everything had to go right for a lot of these things to pop off like they have. Granted, it's a lot of hard work in there as well. They picked out really good personalities. I'm sure there was a lot of work set up into building this out. But just where, like, I mean, it's just, I don't think recruiting as young as they have and having it pay off like this is... is it's, you can't bank on that. Realistic. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was. It's it's a lot of fun. I like doing it in football, man. Because in an ideal world, that is that is how you, that yeah, is how you yeah. do it. Yeah, you get them in young. You don't have to pay them as much. You you build a core around that, and and then you've got a core team for for way longer. 
You got it at a desirable location. Like, think about it this way. Think about it this way. If everything, say, say a team like, I don't know, Middlesbrough came came up, they established this great young core. Say they were a, a Premier League team. I, I don't know. Um, maybe not a good, say Forrest. Forrest have bought a ton of players right now, and they bought a lot of young talent, and they built a core around that. Is Forrest, a, it, like, would Forrest be able to retain that talent like, like Arsenal would be? I think there's a certain pull about Arsenal as well that will keep this core there instead of viewing it as a stepping stone. Nottingham Forest have won two European Cups. They won Premier Leagues. They were really good in the 80s. Or I think they were really good in the 70s or 80s. But I just think there's very few teams that could pull this off for a sustained period. No, I get that. I get that. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think about it? Do you think this is the... I- I mean, again, I, I I completely agree with you. I think it, there are a lot of things that have to go right, and your your bets have to pay off in terms of recruiting recruiting young. But the fact that they have hit on so many good young recruits kind of just lends itself to. I mean, like maybe maybe there's something about their recruitment strategy that is setting them above you know, a lot of other places. And I don't know, like, there's just got to be something to it there. And I'm trying to figure out because, because I mean, that's where Spurs are. That's where Spurs are. We are trying to compete with unlimited resources and we struggle to do so despite having, you know, the shiny new stadium, great training facilities and whatnot. And, and, and an academy. So like, it just, but it's not like, it's not like Arsenal has unlimited resources either. I mean, they, well, I, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm asking is, are they the new blueprint? Like, you know, I think that blueprint has probably been there and just no one's been able to pull it off as well as Arsenal has. I mean, it, I don't think it's I don't think it's a particularly revolutionary idea to buy a bunch of young, promising no. kids and then develop them. I mean, I agree. You either spend big and buy experienced players that are in their prime or you develop players. That's just right. always the way it's been. But like like you said, until now, I mean, you've got you've got a few outliers here and there, I would argue um you know when Leicester won the league that was a good that was a good little exception there and then but like again even back then there weren't there weren't mega clubs like Newcastle and and Man City and I mean state I guess run you clubs. Said, yeah state run clubs state involved clubs yeah so I, I don't know I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out if in fact there is still this and and because we've talked about it on this pod before how there's just you know like a decline in the competition when you have that kind of involvement and and I was just trying to see what your your thoughts on that were. Like, if this is truly how you can compete and, and proof that you can compete within this kind of thing, or if it's just like a one-off fluke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I think it's one component to it. Um, and I think you... I, I even think you don't have to do as well as Arsenal have done. Maybe you just need to get fourth every year. <laughs> no 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 I, what i'm saying is uh, i'm saying arsenal has has hit it out of the park with a lot of their transfers minus a few and i don't know that much about arsenal's transfer pot like like what they've done they've also hit really well with homegrown talent as well um so there is that but um i don't think they've really missed on a lot of their transfers i think you could miss a, a bit more than they have and still have the right coach with the right system succeed uh, and everything. So 
I don't think you need to like I I think there's still something to be said with the with the way that they're going about it. But I think this is the most extreme example we've seen coupled with the success of buying young talent and developing them. You think it becomes more rare as we go in the direction no, we're going? No, 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 no. I, I don't I don't think it becomes rare, but I don't think we see it just pay off as much as it has done. Uh, with Arsenal right now, uh, we've talked too much about Arsenal. Let's yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fucking fed up with it. I, I need to wash <laughs> my mouth out with soap after this. Um, pivoting uh, to the nice, pleasant South Coast. Um, I, I love this quote. So the, uh, someone got a quote from from Brighton's CEO. I'm happy to pick up the phone to Chelsea, apart from when it's for our coaches. I've told the cleaning staff to be careful. They may be headhunted as well. I I just love I love the idea of Bowley Bowley calling up and he's like, "Hey, could you get me Beth?" Um, I need your lead editor. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're doing a complete rebuild uh, of our of our facilities. Um, you got any good janitorial directors over there? Yeah, I I, I, could, I, I just love the idea of, of Todd Bowley and, and Grand Potter going into a meeting. Grand Potter's like shitting bricks because he's like, oh, I'm about to lose my job. And he's like, so how's the, how, how, how are the cleaning ladies? You know, over at, over at Brighton. You think they'd move? You think a hundred million, you think a hundred, you think a hundred million would do it? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. I was um, like, probably, probably, you probably need 125. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do that for the head chef, maybe. Um, Grand Potter pulled out the dub, though, against Dortmund. And uh, it's about fucking time, dude. Did you watch this game at all? I didn't. I didn't catch it at all. Um, honestly, though, I, I got to ask, do you really think that cooled off his seat that much? Taking uh, out a one zero win. That was two two zero two zero. Oh two zero two zero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I think it did. I, I I think there's no shot they're getting rid of him by the end of the season. Um, I think I I, I think it's something to build on. Um, I don't think this alone saves him. I think they they play. Who do they play at the end of the? Uh, who do they play this week? I think they play. They play. I'm stalling. I'm in a store and I'm stalling. They play Leicester. Um, that was an elf reference uh, for all you people out there. Um, they play Leicester. If they don't beat Leicester, he's right back into it. Um, but I think they beat Leicester. I think this is a build on something. Um, I think they're in a really. I, I think this is something to go from. They looked really good in that game. They looked good. They were unlucky not to have the score finish with more than two, honestly. There was one shot that Kai Havertz had that literally Kai Havertz hit the post and it ro- rolled across the net and went out of bounds. I mean, it's just. Don't talk to me about Kai Havertz, man. Uh, it, it's just like they are have been so unlucky in front of net. Joe Felix. It's also it's Felix. He said in a press conference, it's not Felix. It's Joao Felix. He, he corrected somebody on that? No, someone asked him about it. They said, "They said, oh, we've we've been pronouncing your name wrong. Can you can you tell us how to pronounce it?" Felix, Joao, Felix. That does not roll off the tongue quite as no, nicely. No, it doesn't. Uh, but Portuguese doesn't really roll off the tongue, I'd say. Um, so uh, Felix has looked really Sorry good. 
Portuguese listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we lost a lot of our Portuguese contingency <laughs> on that one. I apologize. Uh, you have a lovely language. Um, but, uh, like, he's hit the post. He's hit the post or the crossbar, like, four times in, like, three games or something like that. It's just insane. This dude gets, like, eats wood so much. And, like, I just... I feel like they've been incredibly unlucky over time. They haven't been creating a ton, so there's a problem with that as well. But I think this may be... We're talking about Newcastle regressing to the mean. I think we might see Chelsea start to start to work out the law of averages. and, and, and they, currently sit, t- they currently sit 10th in the table with a negative one goal differential. I mean, they're not, they're not getting anything out of the league. I doubt they even get European football. They uh, might get I, conference league. but You can write this down as a hot take if you want. I don't see them getting higher than. Don't say it. Seventh. I I I don't think that's hot take. I thought you were about to say ninth, and I was like, you're you're a bit high for that one. No, uh, no, 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 no. I I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um. Uh, but I do think this is a turn. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Lester. Um, he he was ecstatic. I mean, I watched his. Press, I'm sure post, he was post match press conference, and that man was. It just looked like the weight of the world is. Was so I mean, and like like you said, I don't think he, I don't think they're even close to getting rid of him. I think Bowley loves love Spotter. I don't think he mm-hmm. he's even considering it. There's clips I, of there's clips of Bowley running down to the to the tunnel and like giving um, Greg Potter like a huge hug. I believe uh, it. Yeah, I believe it. So uh, he's I'm got, happy for him. Honestly, yeah. I've always wanted I wanted him to succeed there. I'm I'm happy he is because I really I, I said it on the last pod. I think it was the last pod. I really do think a lot of this is just media circus, media hype. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also it's them one. It's it's like that meme of the of the uh, of the dude with the bandana poking poking the dead horse, and he's like, "Come on, do something." Do it's something. The, it's the media trying to get Chelsea to fire their manager and show that they haven't changed. <laughs> Uh, I will say Chelsea fans are also like not sane, and so um, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I think <laughs> I think they've been pushing for it as well. Um, but good to see him get the result. All right. Um, quick word on Brentford, and then we'll get into uh, the big buzz, buzz, baby, buzz, buzz. The Pickums, they are on a massive unbeaten run right now. Like like. How many games is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve game unbeaten streak. Uh, Ivan Tony is on such a good betting streak. I've heard his FanDuel <laughs> account is just so far in the green right now. Do you think he makes more off betting or, or off, uh, off? Oh, um, definitely off betting. Like, I guarantee yeah. you, he makes like like two hundred percent his salary on 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 uh, whatever sports betting book. Dude, he he's he's third. He's third in goals in the Premier League. It goes. It Dude, goes. Holland, Holland, Kane, and Tony. Yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah, they, they, like, Thomas Frank is just such a good, good, this, I'm really happy to see this, honestly, because, like, Brentford last season were pulling out great results, and, like, they've consistently, since they've been up, have been pulling out great results against the top teams, but they struggled against the, the, the smaller teams, and they weren't able to pull out the wins. This Big club mentality. That, this shows <laughs> that they're evolving. This shows that they're evolving. Consistency. And, yeah, yeah, it's um, a twelve-game unbeaten run. Um, Nobody likes to play the bees, man. Nobody likes to no. play the bees. No, 
I'm excited to see what Frank Thomas Frank does. Honestly, you after. think you think he sticks with Brentford, or you think he goes elsewhere eventually? Oh no, he definitely ends up getting a big big name job. For where do you sure. think he goes? Where do you see him Would going? Would you take him at Tottenham? I don't know enough about him, and I think Tottenham's next coach is going That's to be Pochettino. That's yeah. Punch. yeah. So no, no, Frank. I think Thomas Frank definitely gets a gets a. If, see, look, the, the the question is also like like let's think about the let's think about the big four. Klopp is signed an extension until I think twenty twenty four, maybe twenty twenty six. Um, I think maybe twenty twenty four. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, might be twenty twenty five. Who knows? Uh, but he's locked up. Pep is done in twenty twenty five. I'm pretty sure. Arteta's, I mean, it's a blank check. He he's that he's there be, for as yeah. long as he wants, and then Tottenham, they're about to hire probably Pochettino. Pochettino. Will it's be either gonna, if if we sorry not to not to, just to extend that a little bit. If we fired if we fired Conte tomorrow, I would want. I think our shortlist would be, and and I don't think like this is completely unrealistic, but I think our shortlist would be, Deserby, Potter, Frank. Or, um, I mean, Poch, but Poch gets that job. Yeah, day. dude, if, if, if Deserby doesn't stay for another season at Brighton, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to be so freaking upset. Um, I will never forget Tottenham. It would be uh, a mis- it would be a mistake if he left. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I wonder what, what ends up happening. He signed up for Brentford for a long time. I think he signed up until like 2028 or something. I mean, they, they, Jeez. he is locked up there. I That's could, crazy. They believe in him that much. Wow. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he's got, proven, he's bagging it proven, up. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Um, I would yeah. love to see him at Liverpool, honestly, after, after Klopp, I, I could absolutely go for, for Thomas Frank. He's just enough of like a dick, you know, like, like, <laughs> The fans love him, but other fans like he's the gum chewer, right? Yeah, he. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> believe his jaw is still like functioning. He chews gum. Bro, look at that jawline. Look at that jawline. No like, wonder dude, he he's chewing gum in this picture, dude. Like the, that man chews gum like <laughs> no one I've ever seen. He is beating the shit out of that gum. Um. All right. All right. Uh. Good to see Brentford uh, on that. Let's. Uh, let's I think they make Europe. I think they easily make Europe. I would love, would freaking love to see them in Europe. They're ninth right now, though, and they have to compete with Newcastle, Fulham, and Brighton for Newcastle can't score. We've already been over this. Yeah, but is Newcastle really going to drop to fucking eighth? I think so. I, I think don't they could. know, man. Uh... It's only two spots, man. I can see it. It's two spots separated by three points. Uh, uh, it, I think it's too close to call. I, I don't. I, 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 I can't. I can't make. Uh, you make can't stay at six, getting one point a game. You no, just. I'm just can't. saying, I can't make a call on it, dude. Gee. I think it's more realistic than you think. Maybe. Maybe. Um. All right. Uh. Moving on to the big, big last topic. Uh. That we're gonna talk about. Um. So, I don't know if this is, so, breaking, this is breaking news. Uh, for for uh for some context, um, 
uh, Newcastle was bought by uh, Saudi Arabia, essentially, um, through through something called PIF. I forget what PIF stands for. Do you know what PIF stands for? Uh, I do not, actually. Um, public Investment Fund. Oh, huh, that's um, not big. No, no, no. That definitely does not scream Sovereign Wealth Fund um, and State Back <laughs> Club. Uh, not at all. Um, but essentially, they were allowed to buy um, Newcastle with the understanding and with the written... With they were sure. having it written down that no one from the Saudi Arabian government would be involved with the club in any way. And there was a recent filing in uh, a court case between Live Golf and um, the PGA, which is fucking amazing. The fact that, love, that Live Golf is going to take down. We get this Live Golf um, Premier League crossover. I love yeah. this. It's my but favorite Live episode Gol- of Premier League soccer so far. Yeah. Live, live, days, days of our Premier League. Um, <laughs> Live is owned by Piff as well, and in the court filing, in a brief in the court filing, Piff is described as as a sovereign instrumentality of the KSA, essentially the sovereign wealth fund of them, and using the the power of the Saudi Arabia to invest where where they want, um, and the government of Saudi Arabia doing that, and Yasser uh, Al Ramayan. Um, I might have pronounced that wrong, and I apologize. Uh, who is the Newcastle chairman um, and involved in PIF is described as a sitting minister in the Saudi government. Which, ladies do- and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> uh, but that essentially goes. To, it, it is. It is black and white. Goes directly against um, what Saudi Arabia said when um, when they bought Newcastle. Uh, one, who the fuck is surprised that the sovereign wealth fund of of Saudi of Newcastle is being uh, or the Saudi the, the the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia has government officials involved in it? Who knew? Who would who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed it? Not me. Yeah, uh, mind blowing. Um, but I mean, like, like Premier League Cubs are, are really pissed about this, and rightly so. I, I, I completely get why. Um, they've got a Man City probably doesn't care that much. <laughs> I, I, Man City, Man City are like, dude, if we're going down, you're all going down. Um, <laughs> UA, I can show you some red. I can show you some receipts that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, UA, they're like, yeah, listen, let's, <laughs> you're coming down with us. Uh, there's a shareholders meeting on March 30th. So this this got this got shared about a week ago. Uh, there's been no real talk of it since, but it, it's gonna it's almost definitely gonna come up in the shareholders meeting um, on March 30th. There's two things I want to talk about this one uh, about this one. I, just the fact that Live Golf, which I cannot imagine, I don't watch that much golf. I didn't watch that much golf uh, before it, but I mean. When I saw the roster that went to Live Golf, I was like, "Dude, this is a shit show. This is so bad. There's no cut. These guys are doing terribly." The fact that they're gonna be the death of like Saudi Arabia taking over the Premier League is so fucking funny. 
It's hilarious. It's amazing. It's so, when I heard this, when I heard about this, I was like, because because I think I tuned in kind of like out of context. So I heard this whole discussion about you know Newcastle. I heard the consequences first about how they mm-hmm. could be you know you know serious consequences regarding the consortium that owns Newcastle. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's you know. I mean, we knew this was a little a little under the table when it began. And then I heard how they found out about it. And I was like, no shit, this is all coming from a court case involving live golf in the States. That is insane. I just, uh, I, I love it. I love everything about it. Shout out to, shout out to frequent listener, um, Dylan Bailey, a uh, loyal listener says watch full swing. Uh, I'm assuming they cover, cover uh, live golf and, and, and what came about, how live golf came about um, in that. So I'll have to check that out. That's on Netflix. Dill, if um, I'm not if I'm not confused here, that is solely focused on live golf, and it is it is <laughs> probably tied in with mm. that organization. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we'll wait to see his response, but I I I'm intrigued to see. No, it's both oh, live and oh. the PGA. Okay, okay, so it's both. It's both. Um. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. Um. I'll have to check that out then. Um, it's the same but, people that did uh, Drive to Survive, by the way. Uh, um, so it's going to be, I, I'm sure it's not dramatic at all. And just oh, the no, facts. super, um, super facts. Yeah, um, but this combined with the, the second thing I want to talk about with this is, is this combined with the, um, Combined with the Man City financial charges, the the ninety to one hundred, maybe a hundred plus, that are against Man City, this could be over the next couple of years. None of this is going to get resolved in the near future. It's going to be a couple of years down the road. But I mean, this could be huge for state-run clubs in the Premier League at a minimum. A uh, lot of precedents could be set here in the very well, not the near future, but the the future well and and just making it harder to there's really good potential here to make it a lot harder to for these clubs to to be owned by by states and to be used as a way to to have them look away from human rights violations happening um back home Um, that's crazy i was about to say i was about to say you were ever the optimist in this in this regard and i thought you were about to say that we could set a precedent here and steer people away from doing this kind of thing but no you took it the opposite direction no i i think i I think in the grand scheme of things i think they're still gonna try um after this i don't think anything that i don't think anything that can happen to manchester city is going to be that like groundbreaking and going to completely kick out state-run clubs from that. No, I agree. It's going to make it a lot harder because like you can't. I think if they punish them hard enough, like Etihad Airways can't be their main sponsor anymore. I would. I, I would think hope, it should be hope. treated. I think it should be treated like like finding out players gamble. You know. Yeah. I think I think it should be treated the exact same way. It it literally. It's way look, more detrimental. I'm gonna cite. I'm gonna cite. You know, uh, another NFL example, and, and and I know our 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 loyal football, you know, soccer podcast listeners are are excited about that. But Calvin Ridley gambled and got banned for 
I want to say it was an entire season, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was a season. Yeah. That needs to be the way that FIFA treats, you know, state involvement. It's the Premier League. Premier. You think you well, think per, FIFA Premier is an institution? Premier League. Well, just yeah, just just soccer in general to prevent. Mm-hmm. If we're going to prevent state in, involvement in clubs, there needs to be a very heavy hammer dropped and an example set here. Because, and I know we we've been saying this this whole time, but like. Like you can't have it. It ruins the integrity of the game. And when you when you when you detract from the integrity of the game like that, you just lose you lose like the 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 the, the loyalty of the fans and you lose the following and you lose ultimately the capital that comes with that. So they should realize that. I mean you know like like look at look at what's happened to French football. I mean, it's become a one horse race. This season it's a bit less of that. Uh, you have a couple of you have you have um, uh, at least one other team in the race. I think I think PSG is running away with it now. But the, uh, a slight counter argument to that is PSG has been state run for quite some time now. What do they have to show for it? I mean, they've devalued they've devalued Liga, they've devalued what it means to win Liga, and they've not done anything on the continental stage. So it, I mean, it's it's it's. Um, um, it's just, it's, I don't know what I'm trying to, I, it, it's, they have, they have the ability to set the precedent, but it's, we need to, we need to at least make it harder for these state run clubs. Like if they want to buy them, sure, fine. But it needs to be a lot harder for them to invest money into the club. I think we need to do something like La Liga did where they, have a salary cap based on revenue and 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 the like but i would love to see a salary cap in the premier league oh my god it'd be great um but we'll see what ends up coming from it uh i'm interested to see what ends up happening at the shareholder meeting if this ends up getting getting talked about uh this is big this is big i i I think this plus the man city stuff is 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 really big um so we'll see what ends up um we'll see what ends up happening um all right, uh, we're at the hour mark. Um, let's uh, let's get rolling on before, the. Before we jump into the pick, I'm sorry, yeah. not to interrupt. Do we want to take a few more questions from the chat if they have them? Uh, we can we can we can field uh, we can field one or two more from from the chat uh, if if they've if they've got any got any questions. For those of you that don't know, um, we are live uh, live streaming on Twitch right now at um the the handle for our our twitch is the boot and hearth pod all one word um same as this uh but the boot and hearth pod on twitch uh you can find us there and um uh you can come and watch us whenever we end up recording we don't have a set schedule necessarily right now uh but we're hoping to get it it's usually around tuesday uh wednesday or thursday um so we've got uh, one question from uh, loyal listener uh, Ethan, who says, "Who are the biggest state-run teams?" It's a great question. So you have PSG, who are run by Qatar. Um, you have Manchester City, who are run by UAE. They also own other clubs. They own. Um, uh, they own Braga in Portugal. They own Palermo in Italy. Palermo is in Serie B right now, looking to go to Serie A. Um, 
but I don't think, and they own New York City FC uh, in the MLS. Um, then the other uh, big state-run club is Newcastle, uh, being owned by Saudi Arabia. Um, so there are, those are the main ones. There's a couple other ones, but it's essentially these ones. Um, that's, um, that's exactly what we're, we're discussing. It's really not... And the, and the follow-up question from Ethan, which is a, is a really good one, which is how is it fair to match the liquidity of a country against the liquidity of a single-person owner in the same league? No, that, that, is, that is the major problem with these state-run clubs. Um, you really hit the nail on the head. Coming in, um, when a lot of lamenting in England when these state-run clubs – when when Manchester City came around, they said it was it, it was the death of the Premier League because there were a lot of teams that were owned by one or two people at the time that just couldn't compete. And and Man City went on a massive run of being dominant in the Premier League. Liverpool was able to compete with them, but Liverpool was able to compete with them by stretching the absolute limit of private equity money. I mean, absolutely like unsustainably competing with them. And that's why Premier League's been, or, or, or Liverpool's been struggling a bit this season. Cause I mean, it's just, it's so hard to compete with the money that it's unsustainable that Man City, that Man City brings in. Um, so no, you're right. It isn't, it, it, it isn't fair. Um, and that's why there's such a focus on state run clubs and making sure that either they're held accountable and they, and they have to, they have to meet the rest of the stuff or getting them out. Um, do other teams protest? A great question from from Dylan. Do uh, do other teams protest state run clubs in uh, the same league? It's tough. You don't re. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it happen. Um, I haven't seen it happen. I think there's um, a lot that goes into that. Um, we can we can look into that. We can look into that as to why teams don't protest or have, if there have been protests. Uh, to that, to that podcast, to that question, I mean, like, obviously, when Newcastle got bought, there was a split of the fan base. I think originally, initially, there was definitely a splitting of the fan base in in terms of some people were happy about it, some people weren't happy about it. I don't think, to my knowledge, I don't think there was a there was any action taken by the side that was opposed to that. I think it was very much a a mixed feelings I, type of situation. I don't think anybody's showing up the gates with pitchforks and torches. I think Dylan's but, question is about the other teams in the league, not not Newcastle, like oh, like not Newcastle fan, other but like fans. yeah, what is or what does Bournemouth do? Do they do they not no, play City? And it's just I, don't think I, so. I feel like one you violate. Uh, I I think there's a, a multitude of contracts that you probably end up violating, uh, both around advertisement, both both around contracts that you have with advertisers, and then uh, contracts that you have with the league that really prevent you from protesting or something like that. Um. Um. And so I I would have to say that, but I'm I I'm gonna look into this and and we can talk about this on the next pod. Do I don't think a- anybody nobody nobody at Brentford is protesting the takeover at Newcastle is that is that I, what he's I, I think it's I think it's like what what can a team what are, is there anything that these teams are that. doing to protest these clubs I think they're they might be trying to get them out I they're definitely not happy with it but we'll, we'll look into this and, and maybe we'll cover this a bit a bit in the pod but you sure. had a follow you had a follow-up question on this what do the fans do uh when they're being taken over 
Um, and we were talking about Newcastle. Like there, I I think there there are probably because of Mohammed bin Salman being very out in the open with some of the atrocities, like like the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, um, the the stringent nature with which he struck down his opponents and 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 tightened his his control over Saudi Arabia, the treatment of migrant workers in Saudi Arabia. That's a, a bit more out in the open than than say the UAE stuff. So I think there was a I think there was a bit more protest over that. But it's a complex issue because Newcastle's owner before Saudi Arabia was like milking the club dry, not investing a cent into the club. They were capitulating. They, they were they were really struggling and everything. So they just wanted anyone uh, except them. And so uh, there were definitely protests and stuff like that. We can look into what what happened to fans who left. I think I think I think most fans who, who that ends up happening, they end up probably just trying to follow another team or they just stop following soccer for a bit. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think Dylan, those are both great questions and, and we'll have to look into this for the next pod. Uh, but thank you. Thank you everyone for the, for the questions uh, coming in. Thank you. Loyal followers and listeners. Um, we really enjoyed this question section. Ted, you ready to get into the pickums? Absolutely. You want to talk about what are we at now? What is the pickum look like? So, so just for context, I've been accused of cooking my cooking the books in terms of. Uh, uh, well, well, well. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't conducted the audit yet. Uh, oh, these, stores, okay. these stores don't add up. All right, you're missing it. You're missing a loss here. So, if we have to go by win percentage at the end of the season, and you like just straight up didn't count a loss here. And I know you've got two bonus points in here as well for your wins. So watch yourself, Sonny. I didn't Jim. even add the bonus points. Watch yourself, Sonny Jim. Um, we we ended up tying. We ended up tying um, uh, this week. We both had we both had four wins. Um, I don't know why I said West Ham were going to be Brighton. I that was such a stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb. I don't know why I said that. Uh, in hindsight, that that really did not pay off. Um, you picking you picking uh, uh, men. You did not pay off either though. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah, fair enough. And then Southampton just doing a sturdy on the Leicester one. Uh, so scores right now. Scores right now are forty-two to fifty-five. I have forty-two to fifty-five. I gave myself a bonus point because, despite you not writing it down, I distinctly remember last week I said Liverpool were going to win and Marcus Rashford was not going to score a goal. You did say that. You did he say did that. not score a goal, and so I gave myself the the bonus. I point didn't though. write it down because I thought it was absurd. Well, uh, who's absurd now? It's still me, but um, still anyway. Winning. Uh, <laughs> Ted's at Ted's at Ted's at forty four to fifty two, so a slight slight lead on that one. Uh, but we will uh, we will get into uh, get into this week's. Uh, do you have any comments about about what went on last week? I can't believe you picked a, a draw for Man City Newcastle. It's, you you are. Crazy. I mean. Newcastle loves a draw. What can I say? I thought really, I thought, I thought yeah, if did. anything, they were going to pull off a draw there and yeah, you know, they did whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay. I also picked draw for Spurs v. Wolves and you picked Spurs. May I remind you? 
I think Wolves had it in them, but uh, I I've learned my lesson, and especially seeing the results, I I saw I saw uh, Paramount Plus put out the highlight package for the Tottenham Spurs or for the Tottenham AC Milan. I it's thirty seconds. So oh yeah, it's It's just the it's just the intro, the Paramount Plus intro. I was thinking they show them walking out, and that's it. It's done. I was thinking of the extended highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's get rolling with this. Uh, Bournemouth v Liverpool. If you could type it out, that would be amazing. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Tedward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you and I are both picking Bournemouth, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you picking Bournemouth? I'm holding no. you to that. You said Bournemouth, so uh, definitely holding you to that one. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say Bournemouth. I'll say Bournemouth. I'll say uh, yeah. I'll say Billings. Billings gets a goal. You are fucking high. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool's taking this one. They're they're on a roll. Right You're going now. Liverpool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is a yeah. classic trap game. This one goes this oh way every day. Klopp's um, gonna. Can, you're can gonna you, see Klopp in the press conference talking about how dry the pitch was. <laughs> dude, you have never had your head so far up your ass than what you do right now. I mean. Might I remind you what the what the what the result was uh, last time Bournemouth and Liverpool played? Like, you keep sit, you keep you keep. It was nine nothing. It was nine nothing. Okay, it was nine nothing. Hey, okay. I'm glad you won. I'm glad you got a dub. Congratulations. Complete, complete side note. Complete side note. One Liverpool don't win all their games by like six goals or more. Uh, we've been terrible this season, so that that's not uh, for those of you that have not been following the Premier League. Um, they had a 9-0 and a 7-0, and the rest of the games have been trash, essentially. Um, Scott Parker got fired by Club Bruges um, yesterday. Um, so he had 12 games in charge. So after failing at Bournemouth and somehow getting a job in the – Scott Parker managed a Premier League or uh, I was a not Champions aware of League knockout. 12 games? He had 12 games in charge. I think he won two of them. And they're like – Bruges is like they're they're supposed to be competing for the for the top of the Belgian league, and he oh, won two games out of twelve. That is just not a good thing to have on your CV. You know what the problem was? Not enough stripes on his sweaters. Oh, you think so? Sleeve. Yeah, he should have had he should have had at least at least at least one more. I think um, he might just be a shit manager. No, 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 no. proper proper English Dude. stock, yeah. <laughs> Dude, his his club was the most attacking. Dude, he's, just, he's just so earnest and he, yeah he's just he's just a proper english bloke i mean he's how can you really down to earth well grounded you know i i one of the one of the podcasts i listened to was saying ever like everyone was all these english media pundits are, are talking about how oh scott parker was hard done by you so brave to go over there and take that job would they be saying the same what? thing if they would they be saying absolutely the same thing not if uh, if no. a, if a European manager or a South American manager came into the Premier no League? chance no might chance I, might I interest you in uh, Jesse Marsh uh, getting called yeah. Ted Lasso in the media? Fuck yeah. off. Um, anyway, um, Ted Lasso next season starts March or March fifteenth. Sponsor. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Um, Leeds v Brighton. Uh, I'm going. Going Brighton. Yeah, I learned my lesson last week. I'm going Brighton. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Leeds do not look that good right now, unfortunately. I'm I'm curious to see if Brendan Aronson 
and Tyler Adams stay and help bring them back up. I would love to see that. I mean, I hope that that's the thing. I, I so Weston McKinney's in there now too, right? But it's a loan and it's an option to buy. It's not a mandatory buy. I could see both of them leaving. If I'm being honest, I I think they've they've proved them that proven themselves at this point. Um, and you can't really have the American experience without Jesse Marsh, the American manager. See the problem, like Tyler Adams has has done well in games. But he's also been kind of a hothead. I don't know, like I, I just I I need him to join a team, and he didn't do that much in Leipzig when he was there. We need him to like do something, you know. Maybe having a season in the championship to like grow a bit would do would do them some good. I mean, it's if it was if this was twenty twenty five going into twenty twenty six, I would say no. You got to get out. You got to you got to play top level football. But the fact that it's next year, you they think can play championship for at least one season, bring it back up, play in the Premier League from there on out, or go somewhere after you help bring them up. Um, but I, I I I hope they stay both with them. That's um, a great tip. All right, Everton v. Brentford. Brentford, you know I'm going Brentford. Uh, yeah, I'm buzz, not. Buzz. I'm not going against the bees on this one. Uh, you put it, wow, wow, caps. You are screaming Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm going Brentford as well. There's there there's just no shot that that Everton yeah. pull that one out. Um, I, so Brentford, Brentford really like to play on the counter. And I like to play set pieces. I Sean Dyche might be able to. I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna go draw. Interesting. I'm gonna go draw. I think Sean. I Dyche like it. I like there. it, but also I, interesting. I, I think I think Sean Dyche can organize Everton to. The problem is Everton can't fucking score goals. They just can't do it. That would be a huge win for them. That would I be- mean, if they got the draw, that'd be a great point. Uh, but we'll see what ends up happening uh, with that. All right, Leicester v. Chelsea. I go draw. You go draw. The man says draw. Might I remind you um, who... Uh, Lester lost to last week. I'm holding you to that draw. You're not allowed to change. That I'm draw. not trying to change it. I don't think Lester is not a team you can you can predict consistently. I don't think. I think it's very much who they're going up against. Chelsea. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. I think they feel that 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 siege mentality. Everyone's against them. I think they show up for this game. I see a draw. And Chelsea can't score goals, so I see a draw. I think Chelsea are going to ride the high of beating Dortmund this week. I think they figured it out. Bullshit. I think that's good. I think Chelsea have got this one. Um, okay, Tottenham v. Forest. Ted, Ted, you start us off. Yeah, I take Spurs. I take Spurs every yeah, why day. Yeah, why do you take Spurs? Why do you take Spurs? Because the picture is very clear now. Is right? it? Is it? It is, is very it? clear. Is it? We have one thing we are shooting for. And when we have one thing what we are shooting for, and it's very simplified, and we have a one-track mind about things, mm-hmm. we get shit done, all right? Yeah. And we're getting fourth in the Premier League this year, and that's that's happening. Book it. Book the ticket, and, yeah. And it starts right here when we beat Forrest. Um, I am going uh, Forrest for the win. 
Unbelievable. Uh, You're going to regret that. I think I think Tottenham are going to spiral out uh, towards the end of the season, and I think Conte Conte is going to Conte is going to leave a villain uh, of North London. Um, that I don't doubt, but you're going to regret that pick. No, Forrest, Forrest to win in that game. Um, I honestly am severely confident in Forrest getting a result in that game. So uh, maybe, maybe not the win, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Okay, next one. Uh, Crystal Palace v. City. This is an intriguing one, I think, because doesn't Palace normally give City a hard time? I feel like that's that's sure. a common trope. Sure. Don't say it like that. Don't say sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking City. Sure. Fuck you. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's too late. You talk me out of it. I'm taking City. <laughs> who thought? Who thought one word could be so impactful? Sure. 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 <laughs> All right. What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? I'll let you. Pick, I'll let you pick. City, I just but... was gonna say. No, no. I was just. I think Crystal Palace is on multiple occasions, at least in the past. I want to say, season and a half. I I think Crystal Palace has has been one of the teams that give City trouble. And, God dude, knows Ederson, why. Ederson is the fourth worst goalkeeper in the league oh. this season. I will go back into the pods and show you the take I made on Ederson. I I clearly was like, I don't think Ederson's that good of a goalkeeper. I, I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's definitely not better than Allison. So uh, that's all I care about. Um, that's not even an argument, I don't think. No, it's not. No. Uh, well, it, no, it was an argument. I mean, it was an argument a couple of years ago. It shouldn't ago. I mean, be. At least, like people thought that Ederson might might start over Allison for the Ederson, Brazilian Ederson team. gets such a good rep. Because City are always in possession of the ball, and the ball yeah. is always on the opposite, the, the opposing half. And his distribution is top is, tier. Sure, I'll give him that. Put but like a as dime. a keeper, as a keeper, I don't think he's that good overall. I think he's very overrated. But anyway, um, back to the matchup. Um. Yeah, I think it's City. All right. Oh. I think it's City. I wish I could pick draw for this one. I could, uh, I could see Wilfred Zaha going all over Man City's defense, but I don't know. I I I just gotta pick City. Zaha is such a. If you think if you think uh, Bruno is is a bitch. No 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 no. I will not take this. No absolutely. Zaha is the most crybaby player I've ever seen. All right. You're fucking insane. No, dude, and I like Zaha, and I like Zaha, but like you get him riled up, he he is crying on the ground every time. Let me get the shit you're on. All right, like. Zaha does not he has a weak mental. I'll give you that. He has a weak mental. Yeah. He can get riled up. But he is not like a fucking flopping at every given moment like he flops Fernandez. Does. A lot, man. He doesn't throw he full on fits on the team. Are nah, you kidding me? The nah, dude throws nah, fits nah, every nah, game. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> You're so wrong. <laughs> you are high on your own supply, brother. All right. Anyway, Man United, Southampton. I take Man United in this game every day. Uh, of the they're week. gonna smack them. They're it's gonna, gonna be them. such a bounce back game. Yeah, yeah. Doctor, Doctor Southampton, Southampton, Hampton in the house. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're killing it right now. Uh, Dude, typing is hard. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think, I think Man United are just they're gonna they're gonna absolutely beat down. Um, 
Man United, or they're going to beat down Southampton. Um, yeah. West Ham v. Aston Villa. Uh, Ted, who you got for this one? This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I think... Um, Why is it a tough one? Because I just think both of these teams, I don't know, West Ham, just kind of middle of the pack, struggling to score sometimes, struggling to create. Villa, still kind of, I feel like, figuring out who they're going to be under Unai. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teams, these are two teams going in opposite directions, honestly. And because of the devastating loss that West Ham just just suffered, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Villa in this one. I think. Okay, you're gonna take Villa. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna provide a quick shout out to again to lawyer listen loyal listener, yeah. Dylan Bailey, um, who said in honor of of frequent guest uh, Harry Spitz. Chat picks West Ham over Villa 3-1. So I'm going to go West Ham 3-1. Wow. Uh, Thanks for the three points, Chad. I appreciate that. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. Um, You want me to put that score down? Yeah, yeah. David Moyes has has Villa right right where he wants him. That's uh, such a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> you would think I would have learned from last week, but uh, Fulham v Arsenal with another fucking home game. I swear to God, dude, I they paid and they still don't have that main stand open. Like it's been built. Just let them go in it, dude. It's ridiculous. It's so insane. Like the stadium's still going to be they're quiet. They're up. not like they're, they're not allowed. The suspense is Dude, building. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We're, we've like thirteen games left, twelve games left. Just open the fucking stand, dude. Oh my god, uh, I'm tired of it. I'm man. absolutely tired of it. Who are you going? You know, I got a bad feeling about this one. I do. I think. I'm going Arsenal, but I got a bad feeling about it. Interesting. No, I don't think. I, I hate picking. I hate picking against Fulham. I I I don't think there's a shot that that Fulham Fulham does anything with this. I think it's Arsenal. Okay. Oh, complete side note. I think um, Luis Diaz Luis Diaz has a chance to feature from the bench against Bournemouth. So. Uh, does he actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been training and everything. Um, so we'll, see, we'll see if he plays. What is that breaking? Did you just get that buzz? No, I got it. I got it like right before I hopped on. Um, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it confirmed by James Pierce or anything. Our 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 top writers. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that actually happens. But um, all right, Newcastle v Wolves. I take draw. I go draw here. You take draw. Two teams that struggle to score. I Dude, it's a, when I saw this, I was like, "This is this screams <laughs> draw." Wolves yeah. have been Wolves have been on a tear. Uh, second half of the season with Lopetegui. A tear of one zero one nil victory. I mean, dude, sure. they're up to thirteenth. I don't buy it, man. I, you like, don't I, buy I, it. I, I, like, look at the table. I mean, like they've they've completely turned things around. I think sure, I think, sure they've turned things around, but they're not doing anything convincingly. Okay, 
Yeah, I I would I would say this is probably a draw as well. I would say this is probably a draw too. Um, I wish I could pick one team over the other. Uh, you know I'm going. You know what? No, I'm no, I'm not. No, I'm going Newcastle. I'm going Newcastle. I I don't want us to both okay. go draw. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Oh. I was about to say Wolves, but then I realized that Adama Traore scored against you guys, which by the way, fucking hilarious. Uh, Bro, so he's it got, w- he he's would got score. Team. He would score against him. We <laughs> consider dude, we dude, consider what? making we consider making a bid for him every single transfer dude. window. He would score against us. It doesn't oh surprise me. Oh my god! Like when I saw that, it was one nothing, and it was Adama Traoré with the goal. He's not going to score again for another off two the years. Off the rebound, nonetheless. Oh, off the rebound. God. Not even off of one of his dribbling plays? It was, he bounced off the crossbar and fell to him, and he took the shot. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham. The, the memes are just so amazing. You can't write better content. You can't. It just happens. It's just amazing. Just All right. Um, we've got our pickums in. We've had a great pod. We've been joined by some wonderful people through it with some great questions. Yeah, shout out uh, chat. Honestly, it was great having having them along here for questions and whatnot. Yes, I completely agree. They they were they were wonderful, wonderful and very engaging. So thank you, uh, all of you. Ted, send us out. All right. So we hope you enjoyed this this production, and you can reach us at the boot or not the just at bootandhearth at gmail.com with any uh, comments, concerns, or questions. Um, you can also see us at on Twitch at the Boot and Hearth Pod on Twitch. Uh, if you're watching right now, you know where it is. Um, you can also find that link in our Discord at the Boot and Hearth Podcast on Discord. Um, but yeah, reach us, reach out to us through any of those channels, and we will make an effort to get back to you with answers um, and replies. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, listener, for joining along uh, in your audio medium. Uh, we had a blast talking with everyone today. It's been a, it's been a bit bit longer of a pod, but I think we covered some great content. So absolutely worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bye, everyone. See, see ya.